0: We did it. We did it. We survived to 2020. However, Iran is going to change some things. (laughs) Hello, nerds, and welcome to episode 226 of Catching Foxes. This show is hilariously long, so if you would please, please get a podcast player that actually lets you see the chapters so you can navigate your way around the content without complaining that the show is too long or that Gomer's voice is too seductive. You're welcome. That said, Luke and I do follow-up for about 40 minutes on things like The Mandalorian. Gomer will shock and surprise you. Then Luke will literally shock moms everywhere with his comments about pregnancy and the forgotten husband. Finally, we address Gomer's amazing sexy vacation 2020 in New York City, which Nolan and his co-workers from the Rockville Center Diocese in Long Island, you all deserve a special shout-out. You guys were awesome. Finally, 40 minutes into the show, we give you the meat and potatoes. Every year, it is tradition for us not to make resolutions, gross, but themes for the new year. We review 2019's themes and how we did with them and all that good stuff. Then we reveal 2020's themes for both Luke and Gomer, and then we end the show with a top five highlight of 2019 and a hopeful look forward into 2020, minus all the terrifying Iran stuff. It's, it's awful. Special thanks to our friends over at CatholicSocial.media again and Daily Catholic Wisdom again for sponsoring this show. They are great, and you'll hear about them more later on. Hey Luke, I got some follow-up. I got hey, some quick follow-up. Let's, let's do some follow-up. I got I literally have stuff written for us. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. number one I don't believe you. I know. <laughs> You're a liar and a piece of crap, good sir. Good sir. No, uh, number one, um, the Mandalorian. Right? don't don't do th- I'm not caught up strong. yet. I'm not caught up yet. Okay, I'm not going to spoil anything, you yeah. big baby. Listen, you don't like it, at- so don't ruin this it's for me. It's been out for two weeks. Like you ruined a certain party in 2005. I didn't ruin it. I made it great. Um, <laughs> no one wants to watch someone else's lip sync contest. Everyone <laughs> On does. VHS. Uh, when it's me- only when it's me. <laughs> um, the Mandalorian ended really strong. The last two or three episodes were great. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, good. That's
1: honestly, that makes me happy to hear. I am an idiot and I canceled, um, Disney Plus before I finished The Mandalorian because I. Why did you cancel it? Um, so Aaron doesn't really care for Disney Plus that much. Don't tell my sisters. Uh,. (laughs) <laughs> and there's just not a lot that she really, like, Erin doesn't, like, she didn't grow up on the Disney yeah. stuff. You know, she, uh, her parents were just very normal. And so uh, she doesn't have. I'm pretty the, sure
0: Disney stuff is the normal.
1: She doesn't have certain attachments that people like me have where she goes, you're 36. <laughs> why are you dying to watch Oliver and company? It's not that good. And then I take a step out of it and I go, oh, it's not. Except the soundtrack still <laughs> so holds up. That's the reason why, like, when I go to New York, I will be playing that in my AirPods, and I will probably get emotional, because as a kid, it's what I dreamed of. Anywho. uh, And so, uh, Disney Plus, because it came out when she was, I mean, her first trimester was just not the best. It was very, very sick. So it just reminds her of that. And, like, same thing with Billy on the streets. She watched a lot of that, because she just, like, I felt so bad for her. She could barely... Get out of bed, and so she just had Billy on the streets and, and the Kardashians on a lot, and they now, I don't know what
0: Billy on the streets is
1: it's do you know Billy Eichner
0: uh, I think you're thinking of uh, Jeffrey Epstein
1: maybe um
0: no i don't know it's that
1: actually is. kind of funny it can be a little bit much, but it's actually really funny he does like street he does like uh, he goes out around. New York City and does uh, street questions like, a, you know, like, you know how on um, talk shows they yeah. have to go out on the streets. And so they he basically does that. And I think, I, I guess he's been doing it for 10 plus years now. And it's become this big thing. And it's actually really funny where he'll just walk around with someone, say, uh, he'll take a Chris Evans will be, on, will be on the ride by him. He'll walk up to uh, uh, random people and go, don't you hate Chris Evans? They'll be like, "What?" (laughs) And then you know, and they realize, "Wait, that's Chris." You know, and it's so it's, and then he just like, it's 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 actually like he can be a little bit crude, but it's really funny. And so Aaron watched a lot of that and a lot of Kardashians, and now, and I would watch a little bit of Disney Plus here and there when I'd be hanging out because I wanted to watch certain things. And now Disney Plus, now she doesn't um, like any of those shows, although I'm sure the Kardashians will come back uh, because it reminds her of being sick. (laughs) <laughs> and so whenever she sees like the color tone of Disney Plus, she wants to vomit. Man alive. <laughs> so, pregnancy
0: is powerful. It pregnancy really is, is powerful.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have gained so much
0: weight during this pregnancy. <laughs> I, I gained so much sympathy weight. That's what I told myself. Well, it, but like it's it's actually kind of yeah. hard because
1: and this is a thing that I wanted to, to talk about that I swear we'll get to whatever crap you had. Um You suck. <laughs> Okay, women, you have it hard. And I know we, ha- we have like a diehard moms group who talk about us on Facebook, apparently. And then it's not like a Catching Foxes mom group on, 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 on Facebook. But apparently, there are like a moms and Catholic mom groups who talk about how much they love us. Yay, we love you too, Catholic moms. <laughs> no, it's kind of funny. Now, I hope I don't make them angry with what I'm about to say.
0: And if <laughs> Luke does, know that I hold the opposite view and we can still be friends. Pure this is like pure catching
1: foxes here. We have these cool fans. Let's burn this bridge horribly. <laughs> now, especially during your first trimester, it can be very very rough. And I am, but I and I and everyone's always like very concerned about about the mom, as they should be, because it's a very very hard time. <laughs> Please tell me you
0: turn this into about you. Please it's, tell me you it's turn. It's also
1: this. a little bit much for the dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You hear me? I am not <laughs> complaining. I've never once... I don't think I've ever been told Aaron this. I'm not upset at all. But it can just be a lot. <laughs> because you're having what, what to do... What is it
0: specifically for you? A
1: lot. I mean, so Aaron comes home, especially after a day of working, and she's exhausted. Like, she just... She's quite literally exhausted. And, and she feels so bad. And she's been so... Uh, She's been so wonderful, and she's so grateful. But she really just she's kind of out. So I'm doing all I'm doing the laundry, the cooking, the cleaning of the dogs, pretty much everything, the bill paying, the podcasting, the the Disney Plus watching, <laughs> all of it. Like I'm doing all of it, and I'm happy to do it. I'm, but it does get a. I'm like I'm. There was like a couple days where I'm like I'm. I am so tired. Like, I just go to work, and I'm like, how am I so tired? And then I'm like, well, I was just doing all this stuff. You know, because we kind of have a thing where whoever, uh, for the most part, whoever cooks dinner, the other one does the dishes. Yeah. Now I'm doing both. Happy to do it.
0: (laughs) How dare she?
1: Taking out the trash, (laughs) taking the dogs out in the morning, in the evening, and then when I get home from
0: work. So what you're saying is previously... You had a partnership where you were divvying out things. Yes. Yes. Now because of the burden of pregnancy on her, it is causing you to do all the things to surround her with love and support that it is effing exhausting for you. It 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 can be. It really can be.
1: <laughs>
0: I What about my needs? <laughs> I
1: was so I've uh uh, don't ask me why, but I've gotten really into this game called Hearthstone or something. I don't know. I haven't played it in like five in like five days. But over the weekend, I was up till four in the morning playing it, and I and I had this thought of I just wanted some me time.
0: Oh, that is so, Luke. You make me so happy. <laughs> what is Hearthstone? It's a okay. free to play online digital game. Ooh, Descent yeah. of Dragons. It's kind of awesome. Uh, do you remember Magic? Nerd alert.
1: I know, I know, I know. Okay. Whatever. Remember a um, magic the game we all played when, like, for a hot minute back in '94. I wasn't allowed because it was demonic. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> was, and like we would even try to have the because the big thing about a um, magic was you could win other people's cards, but if the yeah. teacher found out, you in trouble because it was gambling. Yeah, and so it's kind of, and we stopped playing it after we, you know we we're like, oh wait, girls are cool, and we don't, and they don't um like this. Never mind, never mind, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so uh This was all a lie. He liked
0: it not me, not me. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Into the pog drawer with with you. Um, oh, oh, oh. Alpha's back in pog form. Four. Oh, that was, it was that was so pogs were so much fun. I never got I never the poison pogs were awesome. I was just I guess I was just never good at it. I don't know. It
1: was kind of the same thing cuz if you were playing it the real way, you would lose your pogs.
0: Mhm. That's how we played. Yeah.
1: So anyways, yeah, that's just a long way of saying. And I love all of our moms. I love I love the resident mom in the carry house. She's awesome. I'm not upset at all. I'm just saying.
0: Bit much. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. So the way I summarized this was women, you have it hard. But don't we dads have it hard, too? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm
1: just, I am mean, listen, I'm not expecting any sort of, like, sympathy points.
0: No, I, no, no. What I think your issue, even more compounded, is the fact that you're not a homebody. You're not an introvert. So doing all the things that you're doing is doubly hard for you than it would be for someone who is less extroverted, which... As far as I'm concerned, is everyone in America, <laughs> uh, except for maybe some clubbers and go-go dancers, but who um, have to
1: be on like a crazy ass coke binge fueled by yeah. either their f- their sixty year old Russian sugar daddy or or their actual dad who just doesn't give a shit.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, coke or uh, ecstasy, probably ecstasy. Um, but uh, seriously, someone for y- like you who. Like a quiet evening at home is nice every once in a while, but it's time to get out and get out in the town. That it's got to be so, so difficult for you. I'm trying to think of when Shannon was praying. So our old, our youngest is four. But see, here's the funny thing about my beloved is she, when she gets stressed, she cleans. So if I feel like I'm doing too much work around the house, I just walk around and bang pots and pans until she gets so amped up, she just asks to clean.
1: <laughs> I am so smart. I am so smart. That's how I
0: imagine you. Yeah, no, that's it. No, I. I mean, she never stopped doing the laundry. The best stories is uh, when we lived our first year when she was pregnant with Kateri. Um, she was super. So we, I mean, super pregnancy nose. and our washing machine was next door in the garage floor of uh, where the seminarian lived at this church. And so we lived at the church in a house. Right next to us was, like, the garage bonus room above the garage. That's where the seminarian lived. And we shared a washer and dryer, but it was on the other side of, like, the oldest, dingiest, most disgusting garage on the face of the earth that no one, they just like, like, it was like covered in oil and just, it was horrific. Shannon was recounting the story that she had such bad pregnancy nose, she used to wrap scarves around her neck in the middle, around her face in the middle of like July in Austin, Texas, just so she wouldn't smell all that stuff to do the laundry. And then (laughs) she would still smell it and then she'd pull all that stuff down puke in the utility oh. sink next to the washer and then clean up and then come back. out. Meanwhile, I'm just at work, you know, like watching YouTube videos. So I had it hard. <laughs> oh, <I> had it. <laughs> My wife is such a boss. She is. Hello, my
1: friends. It is Luke, and I'm here to talk to you today about Daily Catholic Wisdom. Go to catholicwisdom.org slash catching foxes and subscribe for short daily reflections from big holy Catholic brains, literary giants, beloved saints, and relevant voices from today. Share faith stuff you'll love. You can reflect on the quote that you get from the people over at Daily Catholic Wisdom. Here are like two sample quotes. In prayer, do not do all the talking. If you went to a doctor's office, you would not rattle off the symptoms and then rush out. You learned to speak by, um, by listening, did you not? So you're not constantly to be yapping in prayer. Sacred scriptures says, speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. That's from Venerable, not a saint yet, Fulton Sheen. And here is another one from my boy, St. John Paul II. Saint Pope John Paul the 2nd that is. We must never forget that only when love between human beings is put to the test can its true value be seen. Oh, that is good. Plus, over at Daily Catholic Wisdom, you'll get exclusive discounts on popular Catholic books, talks, video content, and more. When you subscribe, you get the free on the digital access to Knowing the Love of God by Father Oh crap, I'll uh, but I do my best to pronounce this. By Father Reginald Garigal Lagrange. Uh, I tried.
0: Father Reginald Garigal LaGrange.
1: Uh, so to get some of these awesome quotes, head over to CatholicWisdom.org slash CatchingFoxes. Again, that is CatholicWisdom.org slash foxes. Thank you to Daily Catholic Wisdom for sponsoring today's episode of Catching Foxes. Uh, you're yeah. in Manhattan.
0: Yeah, man. I can't tell you how... I got off, me and Shannon went from Newark Airport. We had sexy paycation, so a gig, and this is how stupid I am. Long Island, Rockville Center Diocese, amazing group of people. Nolan and uh, Teresa and all the people that were there that invited me out were so, like, they are the type of people you want in a diocesan employee. Not you, Luke. These people are faithful. Okay? And uh, I'm just kidding. But they were awesome. They found the
1: healing they need to do ministry well.
0: (laughs) Yeah, before they did the ministry. No, so he, uh, not not using the ministry to get that healing. Anywho. Didn't uh, some feel of the, the
1: need to use their platform to hurt others trying to figure things out.
0: Yeah. Didn't constantly gossip about other people who needed healing too and accuse them of the very thing that they were doing. Um, Didn't re- get uncomfortable with the
1: with the, with the the diocese right um, next to them doing the same things they were doing. And started to tell others how they were, I'm um, copying you, and it kind of made you angry.
0: Certainly didn't hold grudges against people in Dayton, Ohio for doing a young adult thing that you invented. <laughs> too close to home. Too close to home. So Rockville Center, Sorry, wonderful yeah, yeah. place. I'm an idiot, and I don't know anything about New York. I thought Long Island was like 10 miles long. I didn't know how long this island was. Turns out it holds hundreds of cities.
1: Hundreds really? of
0: cities. Oh, and, man. Uh, I'm... S- Sarah
1: Rose is going to kill us. I, had no, I thought it was like a town. I mean, a town with a couple hundred thousand people, but like a town.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. Turns out Brooklyn is on Long Island. Queens is on Long Island. Brooklyn's on Long... Wait. How does the city work? you zoom in on a map, the Brooklyn Bridge crosses over from Manhattan into what is known, that chunk as Long Island. Right? So, this is is the funny thing about me. So, I, I go, oh, Rockville Diocese, Long Island. Me and my wife are going to Manhattan. Turns out, by train... Rockville Diocese is an hour and a half away. <laughs> and if I would have Ubered, it would have been 45 minutes So, and $1,000. So me and my wife, we fly in to Newark. We bus to uh, – we have an express bus. that only has three stops in the middle of Manhattan, which is I got the most expensive hotel I could afford, which Wait. is the Marquis Marriott Hotel in the middle of Times Square. Real quick, so is Long yeah. Island – is that that big thing? It's all on Long Island? Okay. I see it mm-hmm. now. I well, Okay. So you, you're in my boat. Wow. I had you no idea. You thought the same idea. thing, huh? I had no idea. Please I th- tell me you're on Google Maps Yeah, right absolutely.
1: Now. Yeah. I'm nice. on Hearthstone.
0: I'm on, Hearthstone. <laughs> on hearthstone.com and you're on Google Maps. This is pure Kathy oh, Foxes right Oh, we are living right each here. other's lives. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's it's so funny. So I'm like starting to pick out like, what, what, what are we going to do? Because we weren't going to spend a lot of money. We didn't have a lot of time. Um, but we wanted to do a bunch of fun stuff that we would never get to do. And it turns out it's as long as Connecticut. <laughs> and my event, my event is literally in the middle of Long Island. You would think the name Long would give it away. I thought it was an ironic name. Like when my wife says, "I'm long down there," it's clearly ironic. It's the Irish curse. So I'm looking at all this stuff. Are you looking at the map right now? Uh, n- no, I moved on. But okay, fair enough. But Central Park. Everyone can pull see it from pull space. out your Google Map. Yeah, you can see Central Park from space. I, I think beautiful green in the middle of the shenanigans that is New York. I, I want to live there so badly. We get out, we get out at Port Authority, which is a 15-minute walk to Times Square. And I'm telling you, I got out of that place, like right at the beginning of Theater District. And it hit me. I mean, my wife can tell you this. It hit me like a like a ton of bricks to the skull. Like I'm walking around, and I, I feel like I've seen where I'm walking in a thousand movies and TV shows, and it is, like, the first time I've ever seen a building in my life. Like, no city can compare to what I saw. I was immediately in love, overwhelmed. Uh, like, I was like, is this real? Is this freaking real? Is this freaking real? Now, within a five-minute walk of where I stayed, was Radio City Music Hall, NBC Studios, Thirty Rockefeller, um, Chipotle Mexican Grill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think you and I would thrive there.
1: We should Luke, just get an I apartment lu- there. <laughs> I soak <laughs> up the extrovertedness of just like the vibe of, of, of like the city and go with our superpowers, that we, the, like uh, that. What
0: uh, we've attained and just podcast for hours. Shannon told me that I need to come here on a vacation with just you. <laughs> <laughs> because if, at one point, I'm like, would you be offended if you go to bed and I go out on the street? I just want to no, walk I around. <laughs> I know. I didn't, but I, and I was in the the Rockefeller area. So the Rockefeller area, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, is like literally like 21 acres of New York City. And they're all the gothic or the gothic uh, architecture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love Art Deco. And the reason why I love Art Deco without sounding like a pretentious prick is because Tulsa, Oklahoma, where I grew up, was built with oil money mm-hmm. during the whole Art Deco thing. Yeah, there's a lot so, of that t- in the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. And so tons of those buildings were that. So it was like, at once, it was extremely familiar. Number one, because New York and 30 Rock and all that stuff. But it was like, it was kind of like, it sound it even sounds stupid saying this, but it was kind of like Tulsa, <laughs> where we were, and it was amazing. And the funny thing was, so I text a guy. Um, I was out at um, in Newark doing an event in the beginning of December, so I texted him real quick, and I'm like, "Hey man, uh, like we're landing in Newark any minute now. What you know? What are your thoughts? Blah blah blah." And he said, "You're gonna hate Times Square ten minutes after you're there." Of course he's speaking as a local his wife went, went um she lived there for like years we worked there and uh and so it, it, sure enough you know you uh, w- our hotel room 21st floor the Marriott Marquis you could see the times square the ball for new year's eve like right across the street from us it was awesome you go downstairs i'm just enamored we're taking the pictures we're loving it and then i'm like i look around and i notice everything there I'm in a giant mall. You're just in a mall, like, it, like like. Oh, look! There's Forever 21, and there's a McDonald's, and there's a uh, Gap Kids. Like, why is there a Gap Kids here? Okay, let's do this. You know, and so you look at all of the things that they have, and it's really funny. It is. It's like just uh, just a mall. But then when you turn that, there's Broadway. And there's uh, the, the Lion King and Tina Turner, the Temptations. Um, <laughs> the, that, those you are like the Tina two, Turner's like, and your Lion King. <laughs> no, those are like the two like really huge, yeah, yeah. shows that are out right now that are you know. Um, but of course, Hamilton, which was sold out, and if you got a ticket, it was no less than a thousand dollars. But where I was um, was fascinating, and I'm going to tell you this. I'll, I'll stop talking here, but um, the most important thing. Was when we went. We went on January second. January first is when they're cleaning up the vomit and stool and depends diapers. A girl from New Jersey said, "Oh yeah, all those New Jersey people partying in Times Square with it wearing their depends." And I was like, "What?" And she goes, "You shove a hundred thousand people into Father Duffy Square." which is awesome. It's the the thing where they do the ball drop that is the most famous area is known as the Father Duffy Square because it's mm. a, dedicated to a Catholic priest and war chaplain. How so did know that. That's cool. I didn't know that either. And I, I look and I'm like, what is this Celtic cross? I'm like, who is this guy? And you go and you read, it's like Father Duffy. And I'm looking at it right now and it's like the Father Duffy Square. And I don't know if you ever saw Spider-Man with Jamie Foxx. mm uh, Spider-Man 2, uh, and the Andrew Garfield where well, he's electro, he electrocutes these red stairs in New York City. And Spider-Man, like, saves everyone at the last minute. And we walked up the stairs. And when you turn around, there's Father W's statue right in front of it. Uh, I'm like, what? This is so weird. What is this? But it's awesome. And um, so it's, it's just dedicated to this Catholic priest who was from New York City. But um, So we're there. And, uh, I mean, immediately intoxicating all around. Everything is incredible. There's an Olive Garden right behind it. Um, And then we start walking. And we walk to uh, Central Park. And my daughter, Cecilia, who's a reader, found these books at the library or whatever about Balto. You ever heard of Balto? Did you ever watch that on Disney, Disney Plus? Mm -mm. Nope. It's, It's about a sled dog. Right? and It's a cheesy movie from the 90s. My daughter cried because she wanted to watch it and no one else did because oh. she read these books. She read like three books on sled dogs and she wanted to watch Balto. So we put on Balto and the kids watched it. Um, and then my daughter goes, um, Mommy, Daddy, when you're in New York will you go, is there a real place called Central Park? And I was like, yeah? How did you know about that? And She said, um, remember the Balto movie I wanted to watch a couple weeks ago? Well, there's apparently a statue. And I'm like, there's no statue. So I pull out my phone. Sure enough, it's a very famous statue <laughs> called the Balto Statue <laughs> right there awesome. in Central Park. And so me and my wife power walked there. We walked by, I mean, Luke, we walked by Trump Tower, the Plaza Hotel, um, uh, the 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 Christmas tree in front of Rockefeller, the ice skating rink, like all of the things. And within that power walk, I was like, well, I've, I've seen all of Home Alone 2 right now. This was awesome. <laughs> I've seen all This was awesome. <laughs> I totally took the Home Alone 2 tour. <laughs> That's
1: awesome. And there's that one actor that, who, uh, like, like there's Tim Curry. We're set. I was drawing a blank on his name yeah. for a second.
0: Yeah, and then you're like, and there's the future president of the United States of America. Because Donald Trump was in that movie. As was Tim Curry. Donald Trump, Tim
1: Curry. Oh, that's I was, <laughs> n, n, my favorite part was when you called me and I just kept staring at Times Square, going, "I know."
0: <laughs> I, know. I was like, "Of all the things I can do right now, I want to call Luke."
1: <laughs> we were <laughs> in the hotel,
0: not more than five minutes, and I'm like, "Let's call Luke." <laughs> did okay. At one point in time,
1: did you put on your AirPods, go outside, and play uh "Welcome to New York" by Taylor Swift?
0: Okay, uh, I didn't put on my AirPods. Did you think about I wanted, it? I wanted, I uh, wanted. Uh, well, I quoted it entirely, <laughs> and every every time Shannon upset me, I said, "You know, in New York, you can love whomever you want, boys and boys and girls and girls." <laughs> but uh, you no, know, I uh, at one point I literally played it, and Shannon goes, "Oh God, turn that off! I can't stand her shrill voice because on the iP- iPhone speaker, where she's like, you, you know, like it just, yeah, go to the-. it was just awful." And then there was the... So then I researched, where's a comedy club? And I was like, (sighs) I have to do a comedy club. LOL Times Square Comedy Club. I said, LOL, really? That sounds so stupid. Like, is this just like a tourist trap? Well, I'm walking around. Guy comes up to me and goes... Hey, man, uh, how you guys doing? And I'm like, oh, we're, we're doing good. <laughs> Hello, he goes, New Yorker. Aren't you cute? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, bless you, honey. Take a picture with me with him. <laughs> Can you sign my autograph book? Yeah. Just write New Yorker. Don't put your name. I don't care. Um. He goes, so uh, we got this uh, comedy club right around the corner. It's called LOL Times Square. It's going to be great. We got Uh. <laughs> he just goes off on his, like, spiel, and it was ridiculous. He goes... You know what? You come there. You could do some drugs. You can watch. Uh, we're gonna have midgets today. Which is gonna be a midget circus. You can we're gonna have a bunch of midgets drug. riding on uh, ponies, and then uh, we're gonna uh, have uh, all of us are gonna take turns feeding midgets. I don't know about you, but I like to throw them apples. Oh and my I was gosh! Like, yeah, I was like, uh, no, thank you. And he goes, "You guys done cocaine yet? It's awesome." <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. And I'm like, uh, no, we're good. Thank you. And then my wife, wa- Shannon was like so pissed. And Shannon's like, I'd like to hear some more. Yeah. Tell me about this Coke and this cane. Um, no, and so she was, as we were walking away from the guy, she goes, she goes, what was the line? She goes, right when he started saying all that stuff about little people, I got so pissed off. I'm like, oh, they're yeah. people too. Yeah. Damn it. That's that's, like, that's, that's, that's that's actually
1: really offensive.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think he was joking to be offensive to us, like, <laughs>
1: hey, come on. Yeah. But it was
0: awful. You people so, clearly uh, went
1: to college in Ohio. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you look like you went to a small Catholic liberal arts school in Midwest. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, so me and Shannon, we stayed there. We got there at, like, 1130 on Thursday. We went to the World Trade Center. And this is, the, like, the cool story. I already shared it with you, but... Um, We took a train or a uh, taxi cab to the World Trade Center Memorial, and we weren't able to go into the museum or into the observatory tower, which I really wanted to do. We just didn't have time. Uh, But we found the memorial of the South Tower, panel 44, Tashimoto Makamura, I think. My wife, 19 years ago, when 9-11 happened, her church passed out the names of all the victims of 9-11, whether they were in the airplane, whether they were in the tower, and uh, their their church passed out, you know the thousands. And my wife took um, his name because she thought, oh, it's, it's a funny name to me, you know, so it'll be memorable. Um, and and she has to this day, it's in her Bible. That little index card, three by five, is in her Bible, and she has prayed for the repose of his soul for years. And then we actually went and got to, fu- we found his name. There's a website that just that's lists all so, the names.
1: Yeah, that's so amazing. Yeah.
0: Sorry, yeah. go on. Yeah, no, And uh, I mean, that's it. And so we took a really sweet picture. Yeah. Um, and then we went from there right to the train station. We went to Penn Station. How cool is that? Took a train out, run Konkama, I think. And then uh, I did my event the next day. Wonderful crowd. I thought I was going to speak to 30 people. 350 people showed up. Church uh, from St. Michael's in Brooklyn, came there all the go. way out. There uh, People from all over Long Island and different dioceses? Hey, Like, hey,
1: Brooklyn, where, where are you at or something like that? That sounded dumb. I'm sorry. I'll stop now. Every no, I did. no I, I, I did. I did. Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I led with that, Luke. I led with that. I was like, oh, you're from Brooklyn? I'm from Tulsa. Well, from what, really what I've heard, Arrow. there's no sleep until we get to your place of
1: residence. <laughs> See, fly Just us done. out, diocese of Diocese of
0: Brooklyn, and that's the kind of material you're going to get for two hours. Two whole hours. So we went to, um, so I went and I did my event all day Saturday, jumped on a train uh, that was right now, I mean, like five minutes away, a train station from where we did the event. There's a wonderful guy that we were hanging out with. Um, he's at a church in Brooklyn, but mm-hmm. yeah, he he's awesome. He was a really great guy. And then we get off and we just, I mean, it was so beautiful. We stayed in a different hotel that was uh, two blocks from St. Patrick's Cathedral, the Hotel was crappy, but we just enjoyed the night. We watched the Texans play and win against the Buffalo Bills. All the New Yorkers were pissed. We rejoiced, <laughs> and uh, we went to mass with Cardinal Dolan at St. Patrick's Cathedral. The solemn mass. Did you try to talk 10, to 15. him about? We the tried podcast? to. Uh, we tried to talk to him because Shannon was the youth minister where he was a parish priest. Uh, oh, that's, that's, in St. Louis. That's pretty cool. And he walked on the uh, – so their pews have, like, they seat, like, eight across, and then there's a little barrier on one side. Okay. So you can't yeah, – yeah. it's not, like, one long pew. They have these little things. And I was like, yeah, yeah. duck under the barrier and go say hi. We sat behind, like a, like, a U.S. senator, I think it was, and his wife. You know, they had the little, little American flag lapel pin and uh, reserve seats, and everyone knew them except for me because I don't watch the news. So <laughs> – um, That's it. We didn't do any shows. We didn't do any of that stuff. I really wanted to see the Rockettes, but it wasn't in the cards. My favorite part about your whole trip was when you texted yeah. us in our uh, little group
1: chat we have with our buds from college, and John, who went to high school in Jersey, thought you really went to the Sabato, or whatever it's called, pizza place. Sabaro Pizza. Sabaro.
0: <laughs> he said, I really have so much anxiety <laughs> He right was now. so mad.
1: I texted him and said, I love how mad you are right now. And he's like, what the fuck is he doing?
0: <laughs> You just had to get a New York slice. It's from the office. <laughs> I know. We were just like, what? Because we were both like, what are
1: you doing eating that in New York? Like, why are you telling us?
0: Yeah, that was so funny. He, he literally I, responded, I have so much anxiety right now. Please so, tell so, me you did not go to Sabaro in New I York. I could just
1: see him getting so mad at that. And I was even like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, even I was like, Why? Why are you going there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, what's funny is I also sent that to our friend uh, Katie Brayjean McGrady, and she immediately responded with, got to get a New York slice. Like, she knew it. She got <laughs> That's exactly awesome. what it was from. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And, and, and my, my favorite thing that I did that I made my wife do when I was... Uh, though I was with Shannon, Luke, I was thinking of you the whole time. I made her. I wanted to see the Empire State Building. It's so a there's state of mind. three places. Yeah, there's three places that you kind of want to go to the top of Empire State Building. Me, it, no. Uh, third, <laughs> one of the Rockefeller Plazas has a place where the floor is glass and you can lay down on it and look down on New York. That's crazy. And then the ob- uh, the Observatory of uh, Freedom Tower. And uh, I wanted to do all of those. And we just didn't have time or money, or whatever. But we went to the Empire State Building on Saturday, right when we got off the train, because Penn Station was close by. And we got our luggage, and we packed super light. But I was like, can we go in? And she's like, yes, let's go in. And so we go in, and you I just bought the most expensive tour ticket. And it <laughs> is awesome. On floor number 80, it's this incredible high-tech museum. And I was just so excited, and I knew Shannon was like ticking down that I, we had to go. So in my head, I was like, "Okay, let's just go see this. Go do this." Let's. I just want to look out. But it was this beautiful museum that had like screens everywhere to show you. Like they had, a, I, I, I can't even describe it, but they basically they were movies that looked like you were looking out the window as they're building the thing. And when you go in the elevators, the elevator ceiling is, at, uh, like, I mean, maybe even the whole elevator is, like, a giant TV screen that you feel like... So it's it's a theater experience going in the elevator. Wow. I didn't even know... I thought it was a joke that we went up to floor 80. Like, I didn't even feel like it, but we went so fast. And as you're going up, it's, like, building all around you. Because the Empire State Building was built in 14 months, which Holy is incredible. Holy cow! Yeah, 14 months. It went from nothing to the, the finishing touch. And when was and it? That it was, what, like what um when was that empire state building was built in 1931 dang and That's so crazy. my wife and i not only did we get to go inside floor 80 which is where the museum is floor 86 is where you get to look out um and that's what you see, like, the the top of, like, the normal part of the building. Mm-hmm. And that's the outdoor observatory. And Shannon was like, okay, I'm going outside because I love you, because I love you, because I love you. And I thought the whole time, like, Luke would hate this. I know. I'm getting
1: anxiety. <laughs> I can, like, feel the tingling in my left and my uh, right arm <laughs> right now with just thinking how high that would be.
0: At one point, I, like, hang my phone out over the ledge. Oh, such sh- a dumbass. <laughs> and Shannon's like, you're you're so crazy. And I was like, I can't I'll, I want this. I can't stop looking. I need this to fall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need, I need someone to, to
1: die because I need to hold my phone over the edge.
0: Because yeah. well, at I, that at that speed, that height, it would Yeah, it would kill people. Um and uh and then you go up and I paid I I was like, wait a second, I think there's even a higher thing, and it's you have to pay like an additional like seventy-five dollars to go to floor. 102 which is in the spire part and it's super cramped and or not super cramped but it's pretty cramped and there's no outside and you look down on the people in the outside observatory and i'm like ah this is the best and i'm like shannon come here we're at eye level with the clouds and she's like nope nope nope, nope, nope. that's you can do it Insane. and the best part was her watch kept beeping and because her heart rate was going, I know my. I'm so high. stressed
1: out right now, just thinking about this.
0: <laughs> and I'm literally pushing my head against the glass, looking straight down. You know, just like, look, you can see the observers down there. They're 20 stories beneath us. Ah. And she's like, Nope, 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 nope. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. One day, one day. All I'm gonna one do. One more th- dawn. One more day. One day more.
1: Walk around. And listen to the first song from the Oliver and Company soundtrack.
0: <laughs> I was wondering why Shannon didn't watch a Newsies before we went. That's like her movie. Hmm. You know, I had a person at work tell me
1: that uh she I for some reason we started talking about Christian Bale, and she goes, Do you know him, the guy from Newsies? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> wait, say that again. And she goes, <laughs> Christian Bale, the guy from Newsies. Do you know who he is? <laughs> and I was like, y- you know, he was in his other thing called The Dark Knight, right? Yeah. So you tell us she just the- like doesn't care about like you know things that don't matter to her because <laughs> she has a life <laughs> <laughs> and self confidence. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> oh, that's awesome!
0: All right, Luke, I loved it. I loved it, and I wish you were there. I know. One day,
1: man. One day, we will go. We will dance. We will go to a club where they have cocaine, and we will say, "I will not do this, sir." Me being and me and back in and five. I was
0: kidding. <laughs> well, the funny thing was, when we went to the subway station, there was a guy sitting on the floor with like three or four other guys, and he made eye contact with me right when I came down, and I'm like smiling at everyone and saying "Howdy," yeah. <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, psst, 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 psst. "Come here, come here, come hey, man, come here." And I was like, ah, nope. <laughs> and I just got scared and walked away. Oh, where's my train? Did you see any cool street performers? I sent you the video when you and Matt Frad were oh, that's sending right. annoying audio messages. Yes, we're not <laughs> to annoying. One another. We were having... They were annoying when you're in public and you're trying to listen because you care more about that than what's going on around you. <laughs>
1: we were having no, deep I, I, talks.
0: Yeah, and so it was funny. I just sent that video. Uh, there was a couple of street performers. There wasn't a lot of really good stuff. Actually, it, when you get into the subways, that's where you have people who are just, like, jamming away on guitars and saxophones. And, I would just want to hear uh, one all guy, the jazz, just all of it. Yeah, I mean, one guy was sitting on top of a la- of a speaker, almost like a karaoke thing, and he was sitting on it. It was playing the music, and he was singing along, and I was like... Ah, this is nice. This is nice. Free entertainment. It's not supposed to be free, but it's free for me because I'm not paying that guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I also accidentally stumbled on the oldest church in New York, the oldest Catholic church. Incredible. St. Peter's right, uh, near the World Trade Center. What an original uh, Elizabeth name. Ann Seton was there, all that stuff. And me and my wife have a devotion to Elizabeth Ann Seaton. So it was like, oh, this is awesome. So, And it was totally random. Totally random. Oh, that's awesome. Everything was awesome uh, I'm jealous
1: okay one day I try to get Aaron to go there for a baby moon but I think we're going we're gonna go to San Antonio because it'll be more relaxing
0: what
1: what we're gonna do a baby moon in San Antonio I wanted to go to New York but Aaron thinks that going to San Antonio will be more relaxing
0: what is a baby
1: moon uh oh let me let me educate you it's it's when Older, older, like millennials who somehow feel like this is a good thing to to spend money on are about that about to have their like about to have their first baby, and they say, you know what we should do? Go on a really quick trip before we have our first baby. Baby
0: moon. You've never heard of that? <laughs> so it's the last trip before the first baby.
1: Mm-hmm. You just go on like a so quick when are you coming together. to Texas? <laughs> uh, probably
0: sometime in April. You planning on telling me this?
1: <laughs> we just if decided. I didn't stumble
0: on it? I mean, I kind of stumbled on it. You didn't really. We, you just talked about this
1: like three days ago, because I was pushing for Manhattan, and she was like, "No, well," because and then she was like, "Okay with it," and then she goes, "No, I think I want to do San San Antonio," and then she's because she really likes the hell country out there, and blah blah blah. Oh yeah, so it's I said, gorgeous. "So I was like, yeah, you know what? And That's really important to her, and her mom's grave is there, so." It, 'll oh, be yeah it, it's actually really it's it's a better idea I, I, and I want it to be what she wants, like she would prefer something a little chill. A little more. I'm like. Wait. I mean, that's
0: nice, but doesn't she remember how hard pregnancy is on you?
1: I know, right? I'm like, don't <laughs> you want to walk around during the end of your second trimester, um, like one of the <laughs> biggest, most busiest <laughs> cities in the world, while I just get <laughs> completely overwhelmed with it all, and either start crying out of joy, or I get very anxious and then get really moody because I don't know how to handle myself. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to
0: New York.
1: Welcome to New York. Aaron, why is everyone being mean? Hurry up.
0: That's what I would be like. That's what I would <laughs> yeah. like. Aaron, just catch a cab and catch up with me. <laughs> These people are getting mad at me. They can tell I'm from Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> oh, Luke, that is beautiful. You are beautiful. If you're you me, beautiful. man. Do you want me to come and surprise, quote unquote, you guys <laughs> in San Antonio? Oh, no, I I can of do course.
1: That. I'm like, Aaron, excuse me. This is Luke and Gober time
0: just pull out my microphone set it up (laughs) what are you doing luke you said this with you guys weren't pockets we're not podcasting. we are not podcasting we're just hanging out (laughs) come on listen there's patreon money in these conversations (laughs) (laughs) people pay us to say stupid stupid crap to each other Uh, Uh, no you don't you pay us for the theology
1: all right speaking of that let's should we actually get to the real stuff uh, it's 43 minutes in, might as well. You had a thing written down, right? Huh? You, you, didn't you say you had, a, you, you had a thing written down you wanted to talk about? Well, t- t- it's the themes. Oh, <laughs> I was so confused because you're like, I wrote stuff down. I was like, ha, loser. And then, hmm. Okay, should we take a break to get more beer?
0: Yes, thank you. Okay. <gasps> Look, oh, you know I, my heart. I get you. I get you.
1: And I'm all out of you my 1050, 12.5%. So.
0: All right, here's the deal. You ain't got no staff, no time, and certainly no budget to make creating compelling content for social media in any way a priority. So what do you do as a Catholic parish? Probably what most parishes do, and you just copy and paste things straight from your bulletin page onto your Facebook page. Man, that ain't no way to live. And yet, all the millennials, Gen Xers, and even grumpy, fussy baby boomers are online like twenty four seven. Which means your church can be online like twenty four seven. And they don't just want you to have a presence online; they want it to be good, like like really, really good. That's why Catholic Social Media exists. You subscribe to them, and they hook you up with daily social media posts that you can personalize for your parish without their, like, logo all over the stuff. You know, like when you illegally pull stuff from Google Image Search, and it has other people's logos all over everything? Not that I've ever done that. I am as pure as the morning dew. CatholicSocial.media is a Catholic company with Catholic artists, designers, writers, and videographers coming up with the very best stuff for your parish and you can look like a genius and save time and money. Head on over right now to try.catholicsocial.media. Apparently, the design nerds over there are big fans of Catching Foxes, and they created a free trial with the discount code FOXES for you just to try out their stuff and see if it's a good fit for your parish. That's a free trial with the promo code FOXES over at try.catholicsocial.media. Special thanks to catholicsocial.media for sponsoring this show. So it's we're well into
1: 2020 now, but uh, because people don't listen to podcasts during the last or the first week of the last week of December or the or the first week of January, we thought it would be fun to kind of do our like year, um, our year, um, our wrap up and our year ahead podcast, which has kind of become a Catching Foxes tradition now. Uh, we've done this. I think we started doing this. What? Back in 2017? Two years ago. Yes. Yes. So um, what we tend to do is we come up with a theme for that for that year. And then during the year, we will occasionally go back to our themes and stuff. And so I thought we would talk. Let's talk a bit about what were our themes in 2019. And You know, like what happened, where God, where, you know, God was and all of that and all that,
0: all that good, good stuff. So, yeah. So let me just do a word on themes and why I think themes are important. Right, is because the reason why I like themes, and this all is something that I shamelessly stole from uh, Cortex, which is my, one of my favorite podcasts with my favorite podcaster, CGP Grey. He's Cortex and Hello Internet. He's awesome. But they do this thing on Cortex, which is they, they do annual themes, and the purpose of themes is it's not a New Year's resolution. It's almost like an anti-resolution. Because the idea with resolutions is, uh, you know, according to CGP Grey, they're stupid because you're inev- inevitably going to over-promise or over-resolve, and then you under-deliver, and then you're just stuck feeling guilty that you couldn't hit your weight loss goals or your this or that goals. Some people thrive with goals and stuff like that, but most people suck at keeping these things because there is a legit psychological phenomenon where... All these people think their future self is a better version of themselves than they are currently. And so it's like, well, in 2020 I want to lose 50 pounds. I want to work out every other day. I want to blah 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 blah. And inevitably we overpromise and underdeliver. So the idea of themes is like, what are these general background ideas or guiding stars that help point me in a direction? Without adding like specific mile markers. If you want to add mile markers, it's fine. But um, so mine uh, for 2019 was the year of new things. And the first new thing that I did was woodworking. I wanted to try my hand at something that was like creating something physical in the world other than my children. <laughs> and I will try that over and over again.
1: Oh, I'm, say something. I'm sorry. I was pulling up. The, well, I think you went. <laughs> no, I was laughing, and I was trying to oh. find the post from, uh, I have a homework assignment from all our, our, our friends on Patreon. That's what happens when you That's
0: drink a 12.5% alcohol beer very, very quickly. <laughs> um, well, so my, my thing was new things, mm-hmm. and I started woodworking. I began to acquire tools. So it wasn't like I had to build furniture by or I become a master or something. It was like, try these new things. And the amazing thing is doing the woodworking has opened up. Like, like I imagine talking about sports is for you. It opens up conversations with people that you don't have to talk about, like, your feelings and mm. where you are with the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, all these, yep. like, heavy conversations. But they're still meaningful, right? And so um, Adam Smythe, who's a household brother of ours, Younger guy, he's a youth minister at our church. he and his brother um Brian Smythe are woodworkers. Brian I think is a little bit more advanced. he owns all the tools, but Adam has built stuff and he knows the lingo and um so me and him have a friendship around this stuff in fact, i was me and my family were gone on a trip, and I gave him the keys to my house. And him and a buddy came up and they used all my tools to finish some woodworking project for his buddy. And it was funny. He was like, yeah, it was supposed to be like an hour-long thing. And it took eight hours because the guy had nothing done. So, um, But I love it. I love everything about it. Uh, I did that. And then the the second new thing for me really was like really doubling down on my finances with the whole. The fire thing kind of grew out of that. But the new things was like. You got to get your retirement account set up. You got to get your savings account set up. Mm-hmm. You got to get yeah. these things yeah. in place that I've never had. Uh, i I mean, I've had savings, but it wasn't like goals and like I didn't understand what I was doing with it. And so now I'm in the stock market. I got my, um, you know, retirement account set up with work. I've got other people set up on retirement accounts. So that's all the in real all, Gomer it was great. Yeah, yeah. it's not just doing, it's talking about doing. And making sure <laughs> others do it twice. Hey, I'm going to do this thing called fire. Will all of you join me so I don't feel so insecure like I'm being a part of a con I or need, a fad? I need to be an evangelist. I need to be an, an evangelist. Hey, I see the world through my effing charism. How dare you, Luke? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you?
1: Oh, I feel like if you and I would ever have a, a like breakup fight, we'd have a lot of "How could you?" or "How dare you?" thrown in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good day to you, sir. Good day to you, sir.
1: Oh, I, I'm just sobbing in a corner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, dude. That, that how do you do? You think you like? Are you okay with like? How'd you do? Do you feel okay with it? Do you feel
0: like you did a good job? Uh, okay. Good job. See, this is the thing that I love about themes is. I did not build quality furniture. Well, yeah, no, no, no. I I, don't but I built like, yeah. many things, and, and I, you I did. I, I have did. never. My dad doesn't own power tools. Uh, now he owns a couple, but I own tools that I've seen on TV. Like this is going to sound really stupid, but my dad's dad abandoned his family. I mean, that's not sounding stupid, but like my dad's dad abandoned his family, and he never had a man in his life teach him how to do this stuff. Then he moved to the suburbs, and whenever a pipe would burst or you know a light bulb needed replacing, you he, he just paid a guy to come out and do it, right? And my dad would just say to me, like, I don't know how to do any of this stuff because n- no one in my life showed me. And now there's the miracle of YouTube and Woodworking for Mere Mortals and the Woodworking Guild of America. I get people who send me stuff now. Father David I was like, hey, they have a $2 sale on woodworking. And I'm like, God, this is awesome. I love this community. Um, but um, it, it it is, for me, a way of stepping into something that I've never... I mean, like, I have no competence with a spade bit, you know, or uh, I don't own a drill press, but I own, um, you know, a jigsaw, DeWalt construction-grade, contractor-grade jigsaw and table saw and, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, this is... This is what I see on TV, I can do, and I can talk about it. And so I've actually talked with woodworkers, and I've gone to a woodworking um, store, Rockler, um, which is all about woodworking, and I I know all the things that I'm looking at. Like, they're not Mm -hmm. foreign to me anymore. Like, I'm a part of that world, even though I suck at it. And my wife, to the point where my wife got me, um, I'm holding it right now, Nick Offerman's... Good oh, yeah. clean fun, yeah. misadventures and sawdust at the Offerman Woodshop, We're, uh, and it's great. It's great, and I love it. And that's been a part of my life, and I love it. Nice,
1: yeah. I think you've done a really good job of that this year. I really uh, just want to affirm you in that, and I know that's very that's a cliche, kind of like a cliche thing, but you have you've. I think out of the two of us you've done uh you have brought it you've brought up your theme the most this past this past year and you've actually you've concrete things that you can point toward and say I did this. You know I mean I think one of my favorite things from this past year is when I was at your house and uh you had me do some woodworking and and
0: I was like I'm going to die. But yeah. I, using a table saw there is nothing more like mortality invoking than like foxholes and table yeah. saws. screw <laughs> up. You're like my hand. Um, but
1: like you know, it was just cool to see that you had built. Like there were things that you needed for either your woodworking or like different things yeah. in the house. Small, easy things. You, you said that like that anyone who starts on the woodworking could learn how to do. But you learn how to like you had. It was it was very cool to see that you had practical stuff that you had made as opposed to things that you could have bought that you know perhaps would ha- would ha- have looked better but you didn't make it you, you know and it was yeah. just cool to see stuff yeah. in like your kids room or whatever or like in your house that you had made because you needed it and you made it and there's something about that that i think is much more um it's going to sound weird but it's more attractive than a thing you buy like target it just no, and looks
0: cooler it draws you yeah, in more. and that's the rationale behind ikea having you assemble it not only is it cheaper for them to pack flat but you have a greater affection for a thing that yeah, you feel yeah, like you build yeah. even though you're just kind of screwing in already pre-exist. and for me um like i had we've had a bookshelf an ikea bookshelf in our uh, it's funny i owned one and or shannon owned one and brian Kelsch. i think it was brian Kelsch. No, it was Father David Huss. He owned one and Shannon owned one. And they used to live right next door to each other. And one day, me and Shannon got in this huge fight. And we attached the bookshelf. She was giving it to me. To Brian Kelsch's Ford Escape. And we drove away. And we hit the top of or the bottom of the ceiling of her parking garage and it exploded off oh of his car and pieces rained down everywhere. I broke the luggage rack of his guitar or his guitar, his car. It was so funny. And I kept calling Shannon. I'm like right outside her apartment and I'm calling her and calling her. And she's so pissed. She won't answer the phone. So I call her roommate. And I'm like, just send her out here, please to help us. And she's like, uh, yeah, I don't know how a bookcase explodes. But anywho, so we, we, <laughs> we know got how Father Dave. I know. It exploded. Um Father David Huss ends up giving us his. And we've had it for like 10 years. And so this year, I'm like, we don't need it anymore. It's super wobbly like, you know, IKEA furniture is. And I used a circular saw to cut it in half. And it's actually a p- perfect for it sits on top of my workbench where I have a bunch of things like, Screws and bits and all this stuff in boxes and little cases and stuff. And it's right, it's out of the way. And then the other half, which is the bottom part that's a little bit broader, I pushed up against my wall in my garage where my kids put their bike helmets and all this stuff. And it's just, it's just fun. It's just fun. So I nice. built, I haven't built anything worth anything to anyone else, but to me, it is awesome. And it all comes from you discovering that quote from. Chapu, it's you. Um, liquid Archbishop culture Chapu, one, yeah, where he, yeah, he's quoting, quoting Zygma Bauman, yeah, and about Zygmunt liquid Bauman. culture, we don't have th- <laughs> Zygma Bauman. Oh my gosh, she's California, but we don't have any solid things. And I was like, I want to make a solid thing, that's it. So, what was your habit? What was nice. your theme? So, um, mine was the
1: year of maturity, mm. and I wanted to be more mature in my overall outlook towards life, do like always try to choose. The um you know like start doing just more like adult stuff, and yeah. I think I, I, I'm more I'm I'm like sixty forty. Uh, I think I, for the most part this went well. Uh, I you know honestly I think changing my career there was a little bit of maturity um with that in the sense of I like it's and it's not the people who were you were working in in on um, the ministry over at diocese, especially here in um Cincinnati are immature, but for me, I knew that it was time to, like, this wasn't what I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. And if we were going to have a family, I needed to start advancing. It was time to get my career back on track. And I think that God, I had done in, I had done what God had wanted me to do. And it was time to go and I could have stayed. And it really um, would have been a whole hell of a lot of fun, honestly. And I think could, I could have done some really cool stuff. But, But it was time. And I think the more mature thing was to, you know, uh, take this job at Glenmary in development, which, by the way, I just want to thank all the people who have donated to Glenmary. I don't think I've I've, um, I've told this to you. We've had at least like five or six people give to Glenmary because of the podcast. And we've had a couple of people commit to giving every month. As, like, part of our wow. um, monthly um supporters, so I just yeah. want to thank all of you. Um, I should have your name, but I don't. I, um, yeah, I it, it's honestly like everyone at Umba Glen Mary is thrilled by it, so thank you. And then, too, it's just, um, <laughs> especially the people who gave every month, um, who are now giving every month. I'm like, holy crap, that's that's incredible! So, uh, thank you all. That is so. Like I, I did not expect. Like it's just funny that people decided to do that because I never saw it. I didn't see that coming at all. So thank all of you. Um. So I. So I thank all of you. You did um, a good
0: job selling it, Luke. You did a I good guess, job selling it. Yeah,
1: they're, they're so, dude. They are so good at ministering to people. It just they are a hidden gem within the church. Okay. So, anyways. Um. Ooh! Did you hear that? Nope, this beer is hitting me. Okay, so, um, and then buying the house was a really big part of that, obviously, and trying to start just like finding the you know some of the healing that I think I need with, with in my own life. That's been good. Um, so it was good, not great, and uh, so yeah, so that's where I am with that. I'm I'm glad that we. I I feel like this was the first year, to be honest, though, that it, that anything I talked about at the beginning of of the year it was like this was a real theme of mine throughout the year it was a you know i've made um resolutions in in the past i think one year i wanted to learn to i wanted to play the clarinet again
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there you know that never happened although i would i would love to do it um this was the first time that i actually done a thing and i stuck with it throughout the entire um year like it was it was in my mind it was Actively part of how I, when I would pray or when I, when I would take time to reflect on my life, it was there. It was present. And so that was really good. That was really good. Yeah. Um, what's so, we've now come to the big, big moment. Uh, what's your theme for 2020?
0: Drummo, please, my theme <laughs> for 2020 Sorry. is one word. For 2020. 2020 is habits there you go okay habits now the reason why i came up with this i um the whole flight out and back to new york i was trying to crystallize what i wanted 2020 to be at first it was like 2020 a year of better vision and I was like, "That's so stupid." <laughs> but the idea. Okay, so what? What was it that I'm really looking at? And um, I really want to be healthier. I have some st- stability now in family life and income. I really i I want overall health. I have a, a strong prayer life. You know, I've like I felt like the 20s and early 30s were just a struggle to. Be a committed pray, praying person. Beer does now, get in the way. It's true, but now it's like my prayer life is a rhythm. is is just a part, like a a, a part of my morning routine, in a way that doesn't feel forced or fake. It just flows, and it's awesome. Um, but I'm looking for habits that are broader in my life, and one of the things I've noticed with my prayer struggle. Is my consistency wanes when I fail? And there's a book called Quitter where uh, John Acuff kind of talks about, like, it's not the first time. The the real resolution is not, like, what you want your goal to be, but what you're going to do the first time you fail in trying to get to that goal, right? So I'm going to go to the gym four days a week. And then. 3 weeks into it you skip a day then you skip another and then you can't go 4 days it's only 3 days. A lot of people will just give up when they fail. And he's like the most important decision you can make is after you fail how are you going to restart? And I realized like I'm so I've been thinking about this like I'm the 3 week man and we've talked about this before. I can I can set a goal and do it for 3 weeks and then something happens where my weak will gives in, or I don't set myself up for success or, you know, whatever it is. And, um, working out, like getting physically stronger, getting physically thinner to be healthier for my kids. My weight has been a bane of my existence forever. Um, but I realized it's like, it's about the habits. And so I'm trying to put habits in place. And I was like, what is something that I'm missing? And there's this, there's a guy who's like a minimalist. He makes these great little videos. His name's Matt Davula, I don't, whatever. He's a YouTuber, very handsome guy. And he has a system where he says he never misses two days in a row. So if he's going to exercise at the gym, he wants to build the habit. He might have to take a day off because of life and illness and travel and whatever but he won't miss two consecutive days. So my idea is not like my theme is habits. I want to build good strong healthy habits and the way I'm going to do it is whatever I set, I might do something every other day, but I'm never going to miss two days of the thing that I'm committing to. Cool. Like that's, that's awesome. my kind of yeah, that's my theme. Right. So it's like I wanna build these habits. So I'm doing Exodus ninety again with the same group of guys. We're gonna add a couple more to our group. It starts on Monday. Crap. And uh <laughs> yeah, whoopsie. Um, but I'm I'm excited about it because it's like I and I s it was funny when I was on the plane, I was writing all these goals and measurements and this is what I'm gonna do. I'm like, that's not a theme, that's a resolution. <laughs> I want a theme, and the theme is habit. I think for um
1: me in 2020 I I had a theme that was going to be it was more um how do I put this and it's not that these are always bad I don't think I don't think it's just bad to do this but I wanted to, it was more of a uh a self-serving thing you know I, I I I wanted it to really almost be the, the year of a uh, high art you know uh, where I wasn't going to listen to any, anything that was pop or watch anything that was that could be considered pop now I don't I don't I, I, I don't mean I was listening to all like indie stuff but I mean that I wasn't going to watch any of the Marvel movies anything on TV you know any um like basic um, sitcoms but I was going only, only listen no to No theme
0: parks for you
1: <laughs> well um that's I would there's the exception this beer is really hitting me do I sound like I'm hammered no, you sound great. Okay, good. Sorry, I'm like so nervous now. I'm like, woo. Perhaps one was a bad idea. Now, yeah. but two. Okay, so anyways, um, story of my life. Um, you know, so like, I was only going to listen to classical music or t- to jazz, audiobooks, different things, um, like that. But I, and then I kind of thought, you know, I think I only wanted like I could just do that, and that's all, and and, and that's really good stuff to go and do. But I think it was more about. Wanting to make myself, it was just, it, it didn't sound very hard. It just, and so, and I was praying about this, and I don't know if this was God or if it was me, but I came up with the year of commitment. So, this year, anything I do, I really want to commit to it. And I don't think I, I am necessarily a person who, um, has a problem committing I think I'm a person who uh just loves to do everything and so you yeah. know like uh last week I completed this book that I've been trying to read well not trying to that I have been reading since two thousand seventeen it's the biography of of uh Harry Truman by David McCullough and it's a thousand pages and I stopped and I went and I and, and I read other things and I would come back to it and I, I and I want to have a year where like this is what I'm reading. I'm going to read this book until I'm done. I want to commit anything that I'm doing. I want to com- You know, I'm always uh, tempted by that um next job that you know that next move. That's why I identify oh, with Mad Men a lot. I think Don Draper's a desire to move out west. He's always wanting to. He's always on the verge of wanting to like change his whole life. And I want to be yeah. committed to where I am. It's, it's not that I want to leave Dayton or anything, but I, I really um, want this to be the year of anything that I do, I'm really all in. And so, and I don't mean just in terms of my heart, but my my um, – just my attitude towards it, uh, different things like you know, I want to really say that this is the stuff that I'm doing and I'm all in so I can say yes to these things and I'm going to be saying um, no to these other things here. I like that. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm really – I'm excited to see because it's it's a little bit more demanding, I think. You know, so if I'm really – you know, because, like, so here's a really – great example. I've done a terrible job of this um uh so far, but like my work I don't really have to get there till 9. Like we we start off with so we start at 8:30, but like for the most part it's like hey, if you like just be here by nine, and that's when we have like morning prayer, and then the day kind of like starts that. Then and I and I at first was like, you know what, I want to be there at eight thirty, and and like I was, and it became eight forty five, and now I'm always there right about nine. And I want to and I want to be there a little bit earlier because I want to be committed to my job, and that means being there at eight thirty. So little things like that. So that's. uh it's the year of commitment for Luke Carey.
0: <laughs> Buckle up.
1: Um, I just want to share really quick. We, we've had some really cool people over on our yeah. p- Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash CF, patreon.com slash CF. And did I X out of it? This is what happens when I drink a big with high alcohol content. I do weird and crazy things like Xing out of this page. I asked everyone over on, on the Patreon to kind of say, hey, like tell us some like, of your themes. Throughout the year, I thought it'd be cool if maybe like almost a quarter or so, we just kind of say how we doing, and we'll ask everyone oh, 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 on like Patreon. We we did a thing about maybe like two weeks ago where I asked everyone just say where you are from. It was incredible. Yeah, all over, all over. I mean, Australia, England, all over the I mean, United States, Canada. It. It was. I was genuinely. I wasn't trying to be like like watch this. It was more just like I was just. I'm curious to see where everyone was from, and it was just amazing. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, our but like Justin says, he just wants to uh, be like president this like this year. People, we have two people said this is the year. This is the year of clarity for them. Wink, wink, Gomer. Um. Uh, people saying one person just want to be the best version of themselves. I, I really like. I'm um, this one. This is the year. Of the year of offering, Uh, we have um, one person who's taken like their um family like uh, had a conversion to Catholicism, I guess, or something, and like doing some pretty big changes for their um family because of that. It's a lot of really cool stuff. One person's uh, one person has like a word of the year, and that is freedom, which is great. Um, One guy who wants to spend a little more time in prayer with with his wife and kids, and rock and rock climbing, which is fantastic. John, I love John. John is a good dude. I know. I got to chit-chat with
0: John John. over the Christmas break. You did? He had a really great trip. Ah, Yeah, I love...
1: I need to... John, call me, man. That's, that's like, one of my favorite parts of, like, being on a Patreon, and and this is not an ad, although it kind of is, is you really (laughs) develop a personal um, relationship with, like, a couple of these people over time, and it's really, really cool when when that is able to happen. So, um, yeah, dude. Uh, I thought it might be kind of fun to talk a little bit about just some top 5 things from 2019. Like what are your things? It can be anything. Like
0: this was this is really cool. Do you have do you have your top 5? You should definitely go first, but of course I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this isn't necessarily in
1: descending order, although it kind of is. But I'm going to say my top 5 for 2019 um Number five was buying a house, you know, as Ooh, yeah. as a millennial who had a lot of uh, a lot of student loan debt and just who had moved around a lot, a lot of different things. It was a thing that I just – you know, I was sure it was going to happen at some point in time, but I was getting kind of old and going, crap, am I going to buy a house? And then it just happened, and it's been awesome, and I really – love the fact it was so wonderful to host my mom and um and my grandmother here for the christmas holiday uh it was just it was really funny um uh, my i love my grandma so much she is uh quite literally a queen and i was in the kitchen trying to cook um dinner and she just comes and just kind of like stares and i got so nervous <laughs> Cause she was there, and she's like, uh-huh. "So what are you doing?" I'm like, I- I'm-, "I'm making spaghetti. You're gonna add um sugar t- to the thing? Yes. Are you gonna and like?" And then we just kind of uh-huh. did it um together, and it was actually um really fun. But <laughs> buying a house <laughs> has just been it's been a really just it's been really really nice. I've been I, and I know there's a a lot of people out there just because of um a whole bunch of things they think I won't I um I won't be able to do that. I promise you, one day. You, you like I'm, uh you, you will be able to do it and it will be totally worth it. So,
0: mm. um, I would say uh, in my top five is the opportunity of Ascension Press letting me buy back my curriculum, my um, small group stuff. Uh, you know, working so hard with it, and they were such a great partner in the beginning. And you know, a bunch of the problems behind the scenes, a lot of it had nothing to do with like any one. Like, it wasn't incompetence and, um, you know, stuff like that that led to it kind of not doing anything. And you just realize, like, when they said that they would sell it back to me and give it back to me, and all those people reached out and donated um, to help make that happen, it's just incredible. Uh, I signed the contract, you know, two, three weeks ago, and we're gearing up for the first check to go out to them. Um it has been such a a huge blessing for me to see that happen. And uh, the fact that so many catching foxes fans, um much less than EKSB, um so many catching foxes <laughs> fans donated, you know, ten, twenty dollars or whatever, um, was just huge. And so, um, yeah, I love it. That was that was one of my big one of my big moments of uh, 2019. It was so, like, I have known you for a very long time. Half half
1: our lives now. And I was just so proud of you when all that happened. I, I'm really, really proud of you, man. So, that is the beer talking, Thank but you. still. I know. I
0: love you so much.
1: <laughs> I, just, I, love you. I just did a Patreon post where I said, we're talking about you. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first or the last time I've said a thing like that. Um, all to my wife now, of course. Um, okay. Don't hate me, but my number four thing of the year after buying a house, more important than buying a house, has been the Ringer Podcast Network. <laughs> I've kind Go of on. fallen in love with podcast again. And... Yeah. The Ringer has been a huge part of that. So for those of you who don't know, there used to be this great site that Bill Simmons over at ESPN ran called uh, called Grantland. And it was this perfect blend of, like, really great writing and and podcast about sports, pop culture, and tech. And then he had a falling out with ESPN, created his own site and company over – at the Ringer, well, sorry, called the Ringer, and they have hit their stride now, and it is so good. It is so, and I've fallen in love with it. They have a podcast called the. Um, I've, I've, I've I've talked about it here before in the podcast. They have one called the Rewatchables, and it's everything I want. Catching foxes ruins the movies to be. It's just and they have stuff about sports and it's just i it's so so good and they are just a gold mine and and and, and it's only if you like these kind of these these kinds of podcasts and this person who loves pop culture and who loves sports it's just like the perfect blend like when i talk about they you know they talk about movies And they like refer to characters or like actors as like sports stars, and also like vice versa. (laughs) And so for me, it's just like this perfect blend of everything that I love, and they are everything they are doing right now is a home run, and it's just so so good. And it's really, um, you know, this year, um, I think it's kind of interesting. And I was gonna talk about this later, but I think I will bring this up now. Um, this is this past um, year. There's a lot of people who I think really started, who were content creators that we talked with, who either stopped or were contemplating stopping or trying to change stuff. And there's yeah. one group that did, and I will say I will say the name because they have actually come out and said. I don't know if you heard, but that that. Um, the catholic couple has like completely stopped everything. They have decided yeah. to not, you know, come back. And I love both of them. Uh Dan and Anna, they're just really awesome people and I love the stuff that 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 they do, but after a while it can be very easy to like um, lose the fire. And we talked about that a lot with um different people this past year. You know, we almost we kind of had our like do we keep, you know, like we had our whole episode about like we're like I'm um, not like breaking up, but we got to have to have a talk about like where is this going? And it wasn't in terms of you know like where's the money at. It was just like I think I felt like we had done everything we could do, and I felt a little bit creatively bankrupt. Like we had nothing else to do, and I was starting that we had nothing else um to say. And I started hearing that from like different um listeners, people on, like on Patreon who were saying they stopped giving because they they thought the show um wasn't as good, or just different things um, like that, and. It was like, it kind of got to me. And I was like, is this bad? Should we, you know, we talked about the hack and all this stuff. And honestly, I'm listening to the shows on the ringer have like renewed my love for, you know, podcast. And it's why I'm so grateful for it because I realized that with Catching Foxes, above everything else, I just love podcasting with you. And that's the most important part. It's not the live shows. It's it's I'm at the Patreon page, although everyone there was great. It's it's that like I love doing this every week with you, and that's what's important is that we get to
0: do this, and that's awesome. Oh, that's great. Warms the cockles of my heart.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, my uh, number four is um, our St. Louis trip that we mm, did in the summer. That was really fun. It was fun. Best for live show. A hamf- yeah, a handful of reasons. Number one, it, it was the best live show in terms of overall energy, production, location. It was. It was an incredible venue. I drank um, a bit too much. There, <laughs> uh, the people there, um, the the audience members who came. Oh, they were awesome. Were they were just incredible, and not all of them were Catching Fox's fans. or were there for Catching Foxes. But they brought an energy, they were engaged, um, it was so fun. But also, it's St. Louis, it's where my in-laws are from. You know, you got to stay with them. It was, uh, I had my whole family there. (laughs) (laughs) She still looks good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the, no comment, we we had, it, it was elements of my personal world that made elements of that real like the T Myers um who are from St. Louis originally but they I got to know them here in the Woodlands Texas they their whole family moved back to St. Louis and they are hardcore people who love St. Louis love St. Louis and they are like that and we got to see a bunch of them and you know it was it, the whole trip was amazing um and at the center of it were two things one was the evening where we did our young adult event um, Catching Fox is live, and then two was the next morning. Me and you actually got to do ministry that was together. Awesome, as we that did was awesome. A, yeah, a formation thing. And the best part of it is, I have used the documents that me and you have created. Uh, that I forgot to email them. I use those for half a dozen, or no, uh, maybe even a dozen retreats, talks, workshops that I've led from that point on. Even your the the key points that you pulled out of Evangelion Nuziandi um on evangelization like what does evangelization look like these like nine points with discussion questions I use those often with people and it was such a game changer for me in 2019 to really systematically work those things out and to put it on paper. And um the thing that I did in Rockville Diocese, half that document was from our St. Louis trip. Mm, and nice. uh yeah, it was it was deeply uh, meaningful for me, yeah I, yeah, I would agree. It was a really, um, I love
1: like one of my favorite things that started to happen now is when we get to do ministry with people that I have met through other like other, like ministries stuff and be able to yeah. do that oh, with them. People to hang out with, like Brian and with Shane out in out in St. Louis. I love what they're doing there. Um, seriously, guys, check it out. They're doing really good good stuff and i was so honored that they decided to make us like that they allowed us to just come and be a, a part of that and i agree like yeah. doing that thing i really hope that god gives us more opportunities just to, to do ministry together more cuz it was um it was it was good. good. It was good, even though I was a little tired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, you want us to do a late night young adult <laughs> event, and then immediately a parish ta- or oh, a diocesan? People are going to keep morning? giving me beers before I have to
1: talk in front of three hundred people. How could this go wrong? <laughs> when you hear me at the beginning of the live show, I'm just screaming into the microphone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I don't think I've released that episode. I got to release that it's, episode. It's good. It's I like live shows, but they're like you got to be yeah, to it really enjoy it. It doesn't. Yeah, I yeah. just I sound drunk, and I don't think I was that drunk, but you I was drunk. I know. I I mean Steubenville drunk, not like real drunk. Um, <laughs> you know, like it's like how like some Steubenville, where you say I hooked up with the girl. What like really means is like we kissed for like longer than two seconds, um, <laughs> but like under like three minutes. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> it uh, I I'm just it's it, that was actually um, when I decided I'm not gonna drink before any because I just get so nervous and when I get nervous I drink really fast, so during like big like huge like sports stuff I'll drink two or three beers in like 20 to 30 minutes because I'm so nervous about it, and I, I just get too amped up and I so I just can't I don't want to do that anymore. So, all right, yeah. Um. My number three of uh, this past year is Uncut Gems slash Joker slash Endgame. More than buying a house, more than podcasting, are three of my favorite movies from this past year. Uncut Gems, Joker, <laughs> and what else? And Endgame. There were such great movies this year. I saw we saw uh, Uncut Gems on um, New Year's Eve. Best movie. It's I've never seen anything on. Uh, I'm like that. Like, this was the year that I saw a movies that I hadn't really seen anything like that before. Endgame was the first movie that I ever saw that had a predictable ending, that had a predictable action film ending that moved
0: me. Yeah. Because
1: for the most part, that's when I tend to go, okay, and, and like, um, now this happens and it's resolved. But it was the end fight scene that is always the weakest part of any film. I'm like that that like moved me and uh I love I love Joker I love Uncut Gems Un- I mean I've never seen a movie quite like Uncut um, Gems it's just it's an experience it's so I want to do a Catching Foxes I'm ruined the movies on it cuz it is
0: hmm. it is
1: okay. like it just shakes you uh such great movies this year and it really did kind of renew my love of for movies so Cool. That's
0: awesome. That is awesome. What is your three? Oh, what is my three? <laughs> you didn't write this down or do this, did you? I sent this to you. <laughs> okay, actually, my number three was a fascinating <laughs> experience that I had. Um, I love doing the Steubenville High School Youth Conferences. I love them, and they have they were a part of my life when i was in high school um all the criticisms that people have of them like oh it's emotional blah 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 i take those so deeply to heart and when i'm up on stage i talk about that stuff and i get i get uh, you know 30 youth ministers who come up to me afterwards and are like oh you said it so well thank you so much like we were, you know that was one of our fears and blah 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 um my heart So I did Steubenville, was it South or Bayou? I always flip those two in my head. They're both in Louisiana. I did Steubenville um, shoot with Bishop Sam and a bunch of people who were just incredible. And it was great. And we were all friends. And we just clicked. And we went. And we did it. But then I did Steubenville East. And Sister Miriam Mm, was the host. And I think it was the first time she ever hosted and, of course, you know, she's uh, strongly affiliated with the uh, JP2 Healing Institute, uh, Bob shoots's thing. Um, healing is such a part of her thing. And going back to a podcast, I think we, it was mostly last year, but you had talked about one of the tools of evangelization today is healing. Like, you know, we want to talk about theology and blah, 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 but most of the people need healing. And... She was able to do all the things to the point where everyone in Soomville East that was on our speaking team. And if you don't know, Soomville High School Youth Conferences, they are all about, I mean, like, the most important thing they do is build a team community. Like, you don't get to, like, most, most conferences you go to, you're giving your three talks or two keynotes or workshop or whatever. And you go and you do the public, hi, how are you? And then you kind of go back to your room and just wait for your turn to talk. Um, but for the Superville conferences, it's like, no, you are together. You're praying together. You're getting caught up with each other. You're having every meal together. You're going over the schedule together. You're doing everything together over and over and over. You go to adoration. Um, you know, you do praise and worship. You do all these things together. And it's powerful. And I, I love that they have you do that. But Sister Miriam, led Superville East and turned it into a conference that I've never experienced before or since and it was amazing for me doing a ministry that now I've done for 5 years typically twice a year or twice a summer you know I only get two conferences some people get three or four I only I get two and I did this and it was so beautiful that you could like feel walls coming down and I would never Um, you know, I, I don't know if I'll ever experience a high school retreat like that again. It was, and I'm going to use this word with all the trepidation that kind of comes with it. It was perfect. And I don't know how I can replicate that, but I have to do something with that, right? Like that. Healing motif amidst all the theology and the philosophy and the evangelization that we were doing, it was it was just beautiful. It was just beautiful. Anywho that it, that is what our God does. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, love, Sister Miriam. Oh, uh, we should have her back on. I, I, in fact, so we nice. should try. I would I I would love to do it in person with her. Just somehow some oh, way if, if, if you guys are doing a conference together and if there's time i will fly out there because i think just to be able to spend an hour we're just going to kind of talk just be in community for an hour hang out ask her for a hug it would just be very nice
0: <laughs> 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 what i saw will her you and, please give me dignity that no one else what i me saw me was just i was hug. like i
1: just need you to hold me for a bit is that okay you just okay <laughs> thank you <laughs> Um, two for me was our Alaska trip. Uh, oh, yeah. I might get totally. emotional during this. I, just the fact that someone flew us out to Alaska because five years ago we decided to do a stupid podcast that no one – like, it, it just – it was incredible. Like, staying with, like, Teresa and her family
0: and Tony and all the other people there uh, – it was just. Yeah, re- Oriel Jones. I mean, she was incredible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's the one that yeah, Oriel, it all. Oriel, Like, everyone that, like, oh, and just, like, so good. the
1: fact that, like, a community out there opened up, like, they, like, they, like, Oriel and all of her friends, they allowed us to be a part of their community. It's like family yeah. opened up their home to us. Yeah. And Alaska's incredible. I mean, honestly, I think it's one of the most, like, we've done a lot of stuff t- together over the past 20 years. We've, uh, I don't know if we've, liked, we, like, because we weren't in, like, Austria together, but like, we've, like, we, but we've hung out, we've done a lot. <laughs> My number one regret. I know, right? I'm like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> you just, <laughs> why did I let a girl sway me Seriously? away? Seriously. Holy crap. We could have had so many memories. It's fine. Um,
0: We really could have. My group was my number one. Like, if there was a time machine, I'd be like, listen, Gormley, your sophomore year is going to be fine, but it's going to be better when you go to Austria. (laughs) Don't wait for
1: your senior year. No. (laughs) This group is so much better. My group was awesome. Okay. So, so, sorry. Anywho, um, like, I just remember the two of us being on the deck out in Alaska, and it was 12 o'clock, and it, um, it might as well have been like 830 at night.
0: People are like, I got to go to bed. And I'm like, what the hell are these people's yeah. problems? 8 o'clock at night. And, and it was 1130. <laughs> I, I, I kind of just
1: had this um, the thought of being – and I love my wife. I love my life. I love all this. But I remember I had this thought of, of just kind of being like, there's kind of nowhere else I'd rather be right now. Like, this is, this is amazing. Yeah. We had the best view. Yeah. And just the fact that I, I just never thought that the podcast would allow us to do a thing like that. And we got to experience that, and it yeah. was just everyone that we met were they were all just amazing, like I still think about yeah. it a lot. I'm like, man, that was just great, it was great everything everything about that was great um and we got to uh do like ministry together, we gave a few like um workshops together with like five people there. It was awesome uh we bring the same amount of energy which i th- I thought was also very interesting. <laughs>
0: One of my favorite experiences on the Alaska trip, and I actually did have that one marked down. Was I got picked up <laughs> from the airport by Joe, who's a super fan? I know of Joe. Boxes. Oh yeah, <laughs> and his car broke. He borrowed his mom's car That's right. it broke because down. he's like, "This is the good car," and then it <laughs> broke down. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and you're just and the best part, Oriole wrote an email and she said, I love this. It was like he's a super fan and is super nervous. He'll take you to the house, blah, blah, blah. And it was so funny. All the different things he said or she said, (laughs) she said for the workshops, we had the following ideas. Luke, quote, dating and anima technica vacua for (laughs) Gomer, Dave Ramsey's baby steps and fire. Just kidding. Okay, you guys aren't doing any of that stuff. And it was so funny. And then Teresa's house that we stayed at. Teresa's oh, a sailor. that wonderful shower. <laughs> <laughs> the shower. That wonderful shower. Oh, gosh, that thing was beautiful. Everything about that house was perfect. Not the wonderful shower, Luke. Do you remember what was the most magical part of that whole house? <laughs> the coffee machine. The coffee, coffee machine. machine. Oh, the coffee. They put people. It was real wonderful. Unground beans into the top of the machine, and it's built and into said, the wall. I want a cup. Yeah, it's built into the cabinets. It's like a microwave almost. And then you say, "I want a cup of of uh, coffee." And then it grounds a perfect amount of beans and then shoots the perfect uh, perfect temperature water all right there. It
1: was just, yeah, and just oh and my the, God.
0: The, the, view, the view I th-
1: I just remember being like, "I kind of love Alaska." Like I never I just I fell in love.
0: I just love can yeah. I tell you something that might make you uh, might hurt your heart? They're flying you out there, aren't they? I'm going back in March. You son of
1: a. Man. No, I, they said that was probably going going to happen.
0: Yeah, but the, remember fine. the Legionnaires, the or the Legionnaires, the CFRs. Yeah, the yeah. Opposite yeah. of the Legionnaires, the <laughs> CFRs <laughs> that we hung out
1: with in so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, mm, you're not really good looking. You don't belong here. You don't.
0: You don't have vocation. What? Yeah, no. The Lord's not like calling you to this. Oh, my gosh. You can't wear French cufflinks. Anywho, the CFRs are so great, and the guys that were up there were great. Um, Father Juan Diego Sutherland, who was there, I had had him at my parish totally randomly a year earlier to do a Lenten mission. And now this is the crazy thing. Because of that Alaska mission, he's coming. He's flying out next week to my parish to do all three days of our Colby Prison Retreat Ministry. Because oh, I wow. got my Ferguson. So everyone out there, please pray for us. Um, I'm going to tell you why it's super crazy in a second. But Father Juan, uh, Juan Diego, Sutherland, like wow, Juan Diego and Sutherland, they don't match. It's because he's a white guy named Sutherland. But they gave Juan Diego as a name. Um, as, a, as his religious name. But he is... Uh, so I said, so like, are you excited about this? You know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm committed, man. This is great. Because my pastor is in uh, the Holy Land with Jeff Cavins. Our Ooh. associate, one of our associates, is in India with his family. It's the only time he can get back, and so the other associate, the parochial Vicar uh, Father Kingsley, who's you know only been at our parish for you know five months or whatever, he's running the whole show. So we can't ask him to come out on retreat to do confessions and mass and adoration and all that stuff uh, in the prison. And so, especially so since it's about an hour and fifteen minutes from the parish. And so we flew in this priest, and he's he's not taking a, a money or anything. He's like, "Yeah, you cover my plane ticket. I'll be there." Well, he told the guy Jerry, my homeboy. He told Jerry, "No, no. When I say I'm committed, I'm committed. I'll be there next year." He Whoa. is now going to come with us on these trips to the prison, to, on these retreats, not trips. The, the retreats to the prisons. Holy he's cow. like, "Yeah, no, I'm done. I'm sold." Like Gomer, Gomer sold me on it in in Alaska, and I am like, <laughs> I love you guys so much. <laughs> so that's a thing, and that all came from Alaska. Like, what? Just amazing.
1: I am serious. If we can do a live show at the prison, I'll do it. I will. I'll pay to fly out there. I, you know, I will take yeah. the time off work. I think that would be
0: very, very cool. So the reason why this coming up, Colby Prison Retreat. And I'll just you know be quick. Is Jerry who does communion to G fives, which are the solitary confinement, administrative segregation guys. These are assassins for, you know, MS thirteen. These are like people serving a thousand years in prison, like consecutive life sentences. Um, he got permission for G fours, which we've never, and I don't think anyone in the Ferguson unit has ever had. But we're getting permission for G4s to come on the retreat. So these are people who are in administrative segregation, but they have a cellmate. So they're in the same types of jail cells as the solitary, but they it's a little bit bigger and they have a cellmate. But they are, I mean, they're totally removed from the rest of the prison population because they're extremely violent. And the people who meet the requirements, they couldn't have been extremely violent in the last, you know, whatever, eight months. They're coming on the retreat. And, Luke, when I tell you it's a game changer when we have G3s. On the last retreat, we had G3s. And we were like, holy crap, we're up to ten murders and only three people have shared. Like, G4s are, it's a totally different world. They're, they're wow. never allowed to come on anything like this, and they're all going to be there for this. And Father Juan Diego Sutherland has done ministry in Nicaragua. He's done all the gang ministry stuff. He's done all this, and he can speak in English and Spanish perfectly fluently. And so it's going to be a game changer for our oh, – That's I'm just awesome. I, I'm so excited. That's I'm so wonderful. Excited. I'm so proud of you. Uh, yeah, I'll keep you all posted about that. All right, Luke, number 1, I got to be
1: honest, it
0: is baby
1: C. Number 2. So, you might be asking <laughs> what do you mean by baby C like number 2? Is it is, is your guys like first baby? Well, I'm very excited because I actually have a sister, uh Christina who is also pregnant. And we call that baby C, and we are very I'm just so happy for her, I'm what? so thrilled. Yeah, Christina's pregnant with a boy. I didn't know that? Yeah, yeah, we're really pumped. I'm Really, really excited. So, sorry, I'm, wow, I'm a wow. Carrie's
0: multiplying. I, <laughs> I love know. it.
1: Uh, so yeah we had two uh, we had two pregnant women at my house during Christmas. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was like <laughs> Luke gets punched f- from the left and then from the right, and from the left and <laughs> from the right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm very so um, I'm very excited for that and also for uh, like obviously. Aaron's pregnant and I'm just so thrilled that that both babies are in uh, incredibly healthy and uh it's just it's really cool to just to like when you have new people coming in to your family and then I'm gonna have a new um nephew and then I'm gonna have uh that, that like we're gonna have a baby it's just it's incredible so I'm so grateful to God that uh there's gonna be that for life, you know, um existence has kind of come under attack recently with like with like a lot of different stuff. And yeah. I know people don't mean it that way, but it's good to be alive and it's good to exist and it and it is necessary that people exist. And uh I'm just very I'm um, it's it's good. It's very very good and praise God. So
0: Alright, I'm gonna go off with a catching foxes beginning of the year. Um, Seek twenty nineteen. Me and you, Matt Frad, all the oh, people that we yeah, met, that was all amazing. the people that came. It was January third, fourth, fifth, and then I had to fly out to do a young adult thing in Palm Beach. But I mean the staring with staying with Sarah and other Sarah? Who who was the other girl that we see? Uh Sarah Rose Airbnb? and like also like
1: Sarah Rogers.
0: Yeah, yeah. The Archdiocese but, her, S- yeah. I mean, just all of them. I mean, like the whole Seek experience was fun from beginning. That to was end.
1: wonderful. That was wonderful. Yeah. That was yeah, that was really like what was really cool about that was that was um it's so great. When you're able to hang out with uh, people that you like that you like, like I just remember, like like I, I mean, I knew all of the Catholic stuff, not all, but I knew a couple of the of the um, Catholic stuff guys back from when oh, I was, was out so of Denver, fun. and so be able to hang out, oh, with them, but in the context now of like, hey, we're doing this thing, and like I'm the, and like I'm, a, and you know, and like they obviously have that thing, and being able to like. Just talk about it and hang out with them. And me and Father – I'm one of the priests there. We made fun of, like, all these different podcasts that we didn't like. It was great. (laughs) Uh, It was just, like, yeah. And I really, like, uh, hearing, like, from Leah Darrow. that we really – I mean, to make sure that people understand that we are recording from the very beginning – And also kind of being like, have you heard other podcasts before? But, um, (laughs) (laughs) it was, uh, and she's very, very nice. Like, it was just, um, I just remember having a moment when I crashed the Punch with the Quietest podcast when they had a couple of the, of, of the Catholics, of the Catholic stuff guys there. And, um. I just I honestly feel like I had, a thing to think, like to, like, add to the um, conversation. So I, like, um, texted Matt. And I was like, hey, I actually have a perspective that I think would really help with this. And he's like, yeah, hop on in. And being in that booth with all of them and being like, I don't belong here. And then, like, having a minute where I was like, wait, wait. Yes, we do. Like,
0: I, I kind of do. <laughs> it was just, it was very, and like. Yes, you do. I, I wasn't there. <laughs> no, but it was just, it was just fun. It was really, it was like. Yeah, it was awesome. We've.
1: It's really, you don't. Know, it's very cool to see the fruits of your, like, I had a person at SEEK, c- c- the greatest compliment I've ever gotten, I've, we've had so many off this podcast, but the greatest thing that I've ever heard was a kid came up to me who had a speech impediment, and he said, here in our podcast gave him the courage and the hope and the knowledge that he could evangelize. And I was like, thank you God for SEEK that I could have this conversation with this kid. That he could, we could be able to talk, yeah. connect, and hang out, and it like was so because we like we get a lot of those those things. We get like a uh, whole bunch of emails, but it's and, and and those are awesome. But like Seek is great because it's incarnate, yeah. Because everyone, because everyone's. I mean, we saw so many people from call. I mean, we saw Rose Sampson yeah. at Seek, and I oh, would be gosh, like yeah, Rose. Rose. Oh boy, did I really like
0: you back in college. <laughs> like it was just like... <laughs> still, still out of our collective leagues. Yeah. Leads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I, I was like, why 19 am I... years later, you're still you haven't literally, you have not aged a day. We wow, time has not been this good to we, us. Yeah. <laughs> She's watching, goes Luke, you've aged horribly. <laughs> <laughs> Gomer, thank God you have that big beard to cover up <laughs> the multiple chins you've acquired. Oh, wait. No, you had those in college. <laughs> no,
1: but just, I mean, so, like, <sighs> being able to hang out with people from Eden Invitation, your terrible Hooters uh, jokes. Uh, Hoots. <laughs> <laughs> whoops.
0: Whoopsies. so yeah. no, was... I mean, uh, so this was my number one. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, both, You, you, you <laughs> took over, you monster. This is a it's... special two-hour Catching Foxes. Uh, no, my, my Sikh experience um, was so phenomenal just being with Matt Fradd at Matt Fradd's booth and then seeing what an introvert he really is because he is so high energy. He's the most high-energy introvert I've ever met in my life. And when the by the time I finally got there, he was already gone. He's like I had to take a break, and me and you were in his booth, and we're like, uh, "Good eye, but ma- good eye, mate." We're gonna <laughs> put another trip on the Bobby. <laughs> people would, would, would walk by, we just go cracking. <laughs> we were like, "What the hell is your problem?" We're like, "We're Matt, Frad collectively," um, and being there and doing all the things that we got to do, and meeting all the people that we got to meet, and me going in and listening to Scott Hahn give a talk. Uh, all of the things. <laughs> What It was so awesome from beginning to end for us. And here's the beautiful thing, Luke. Number four and number one are combining. Because next year, Seek 2021, because I do it in early January, is going to be in St. Louis. There we go. There, there we, we go, go, people. So, yeah. There yeah, we go. Was... But really, I mean, the, the Seek uh, experience of us in the podcast booth. And we were with the Catholic stuff you should know priests. And I got to yell at them for taking what I said out of context. Warmed the cockles of my heart. But the best line of the whole experience was you looking at the woman who was the producer. <laughs> that poor, who sat poor, poor girl. Sat off in the corner with her iMac <laughs> and hours her on her That had to smell so bad by the end, that room. Yeah, but you looked over at her And I kept moving your mic closer to your face And you were getting pissy at me And it was awesome And then uh, you made a joke about her Looking like an X-Man <laughs> Because she had dyed her hair silver <laughs> She kind of did though I, I mean I can't tell you how hard I lost it I was done I was done, it was perfect Thank you Luke for that gift Hey, no problem Twenty
1: nineteen, Great year
0: we say goodbye (laughs) you were wonderful you were ugly god bless
1: yeah yeah and so 20 to 20 and i'm really excited for 2020 really because i think this is the year that uh um you know i think this is the year that we just kind of fell back in love with podcasting again like yes i hope we do a more um live shows yes i hope that we are able to get all the advertisers by the way, I'm going to talk to you. We have a huge conversation about that t- about that tomorrow. Um, I, I'm just, re- I just, like, I just kind of fell back in love with podcasting, and I'm really excited just to podcast with you and just to make sure that the show is something that we are proud of and that we really love doing. And so, thank you to all of you uh, for a, like you guys paying attention for whatever reason that you do. Um, truly moves us uh if you haven't had a chance please make sure that you listen to the bonus episode from christmas i think it's the best episode that that we've ever done uh it's really really good i'm insanely proud of it actually um yeah so i think 2020 is going to be great um uh, all right everyone uh this is going to be the fifth year of catching foxes and i can't promise you that you're gonna like every episode i can't promise you that every guest is gonna be interesting but i can promise you that we will spend ourselves for you because we uh it's important to us that that's what this podcast always is so thank you again so let it be written yeah so let it be done so so say we all i have spoken I have spoken. Oh, boy. I'm trying to think of other t- TV show cliches that we could say.
0: Oh, I'm a real boy. Not my gooey gumdrop buttons. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> 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 I wasn't expecting something so simple. But I will tell you this. 2020, everything's coming up, Millhouse. <laughs>